Yeah. If you have not understood anything, uh, we can start with that because I've. Yeah. So, what is the SWOT analysis? How does it operate? Right. So, SWOT means strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and uh, what's the other one? The last one. Threats. Yeah. So yesterday we talked about threats. Maybe we haven't done really a good amount on opportunities, right? And the question is, when we talk about opportunities, how much do we think about as a team, not as an individual? As an individual, we have to think about opportunities, right? And when we're talking about SWOT analysis, I've sent you some uh, links on uh, the WhatsApp, right? But when we talk about the SWOT analysis, we function at two levels, at the individual and at the team level, right? Yeah. So in this unit, whether you're talking about attitude, right? We're talking about individual attitude. We're talking about team attitude, right? So that's something that has to be kept in mind for the whole unit, right? Yeah. So when we're talking about what is a procedure or what is an office procedure and all those kind of things, right? We have to talk about individually getting used to it, right? Because we are at one level living in what you call an artificial world, right? All of us are living in a very, very artificial world, and of course, with uh, the with the online classes, it's become even more artificial than what it was, right? And it's not really a good idea at all, right? Because we're still human beings. Right, and I think what we need to think about when we're talking about this artificial world is we have to think that when we go, think about what we're going to do at the workplace, right? And the workplace today uh, has computers all over, right? And that's a change of the idea of the workplace itself, right? And one of the things that has happened after the lockdown and even before the lockdown is work from home. And that's again a kind of an attitudinal shift and the idea of do you have any kind of understanding about how it is to work from home and is it better to work in an office space, right? Yeah. And of course, many people think that when I say, well, it's nice to work from home, right? And a lot of people say, well, you don't know what problems women have working from home, right? Because they have to look after the cooking, they have to look after cleaning of the house. A lot of disturbances take place all the time, and the whole idea of work from home uh, is a different kind of setting, right? And of course, you have abusive husbands, you have uh, the idea of the workplace, you meet other people, right? So all those kind of things uh, happen, right? So some people might like the idea of working at home because uh, you can put something on the fire, put it on a sim, and then go and sit and do your whatever you're doing on your laptop or your computer, right? And then get back and do your cooking. You can also supervise children's uh, studies. So you can do all the kind of things which you might like to think about, right? Yeah. So the question is whether we talk about the family or we talk about the workplace, these are artificial, right? The family is again a kind of an artificial thing and we have been living with that for a longer time, right? Uh, in as much as we are talking about uh, the idea of the family, right? And the family actually is something that 
happens uh, a long time ago, but today uh, you have joint families in India, right? And all of you who are political science students, you know that the family is the smallest unit of the political, right? Yeah, it's a political unit, and that's what we uh, define it as, right? And when we talk about joint families, that's a large kind of unit, and with modernization, we've got smaller families, and the idea of the family, the idea of registering a marriage, the idea of the whole idea of the family, the husband, the wife, the children, and all those kind of things, uh, it's all artificial, right? And we got used to it, right? So as human beings, we are not 100% natural, right? We are part artificial and part natural, right? And if we don't like to think about that, let's think of ourselves, some of us wear spectacles, right? Yeah, so that's almost like a part of us, right? How many animals wear spectacles, right? So in even, even the animals become partly natural. Not my idea, this is an idea by Hannah Arendt, right? So whatever, not really about animals, but when I was reading Hannah Arendt, she says whatever human beings touch becomes human, right? So to, when you tame an animal or an animal gets tamed or domesticated, right? The animal changes its being, right? When we talk about India and we talk about the ancient Mohenjo-Daro and Harappa civilizations, right? Then what happens over there is we are talking about the idea of the domestic fowl, right? So the domestic fowl is different from the wild fowl, right? And as sociologists, we might know that, well, we're talking about the idea of socializing, right? The other day, because I've got a new uh, cat, right? Who came one day and just uh, made himself, made this his home, right? Yeah. Uh, I just looked at some of the things that some students had sent me, right? And one says, uh, one website says, well, you should see that your cat socializes among other cats and also among other human beings, right? So, and the idea is that a lot of these cats, a lot of the dogs, a lot of the cows, right? Uh, you can't leave them in the wild anymore, right? Uh, they won't be able to survive. That's what people think. Maybe they will, right? Because when we talk about uh, the Australian dingo, they think that it's come from India, right? And at one point of time, it was tame, and then it's been returned to the wild, right? And that's why the dingo is not like any other kind of dog, right? But it's got this innate kind of intelligence of dealing with human beings and uh, there was a big case some time ago where a baby was eaten by a dingo, right? And the, the, the mother got into trouble, right? They were at a picnic and the dingo, uh, uh, the baby just disappeared and they would, uh, they, I think, think that the dingo has taken it away, right? Yeah. So the question is, uh, the dingoes have learned human stuff and they've not forgotten it, though they've gone to the wild and they also learned to hunt bats, etc. Right? So, uh, at one level, when we are talking about a SWOT analysis, we can't forget Aristotle's notion or definition of the human being as a political animal, right? We also can't forget that we are animals and we have an animal nature that we have to eat and breathe and uh, defecate and all those kind of things. That's something that is important to our animal being, right? 
but we also have the idea of uh, being human beings and being artificial, right? Which uh, is not designed by somebody else, but is designed by us. Whether it's a social formation, like the family, or the office, or the organization, right? And the organization is considered as a human being, right? Yeah, it's given uh, not as a human being, but as a person, right? That's an that's official dictionary, philosophical dictionary kind of definition of uh, the whole idea of being a person, right? So institutions, organizations are considered as persons, but mad people and babies are not considered as persons, right? So that's something that is by legal definition, which is important for us, right? And when you read or when you have a contract or you join a corporate house, right? So the institution is important, right? Whether it's the Supreme Court or it's the parliament or it's a government office or it's a, a private organization or a corporate, right? Uh, you're talking about, you're treating it as if it's a human being, right? Now this is uh, a, a, a question of creating a, a, the idea of personhood for a organization, right? And that's important to consider because when we're talking about personhood for an organization, you begin to wonder, well, uh, can we can we really think of organizations as people, right? Yeah, and we go back to history, and we're talking about a body, right? And we're talking about the idea of the state or the body politic, where you talk about the head of the state, right? And which part of the body is more important? That's Aesop's Fables, and that comes again back in Shakespeare. And so this idea of the institution as a person is not something that is new, right? Yeah, so we're talking about the head of state, yeah? Uh, yeah, and all those kind of things, fine? So at one level, when we go to a workplace, we are living in an artificial world and we just commute between two artificial worlds. The family, right? Yeah, and the workplace, right? And these artificial worlds uh, have also other kinds of artificial devices, right? Like for instance, you take a vehicle and go to the workplace, right? Or you take your lap laptop and uh, go online, right? Or your computer and go online or your mobile and go online. Now these are artificial devices and we've got used to them, right? So uh, like for instance today, we had this problem with Microsoft Teams and it wouldn't open and all those kind of things, right? Which is uh, a kind of problem that our artificial devices or electronic devices give us, right? Yeah, and that's why for many people the workplace might be better because uh, all these kind of technical hang-ups, connectivity, all those kind of things don't arise, right? Yeah, so that's a bad kind of thing that we have and uh, at the same time when it becomes so artificial and governments and organizations like Microsoft Teams is given to us by Gujarat government, right? Or they expect us to use it, right? For whatever me reasons they have. Uh, so that's something else that we have to think about, right? So when we do all these kind of things, we are into what you call a very, very artificial world, which people today even have a problem with, right? And if you talk about people 30 years ago, 40 years ago, they would find it absolutely strange, 
right? That we are living in such a world where we can uh, communicate or have a class at home, right? Yeah, and it also you might have read this novel called 1984 by George Orwell, right? And it's almost like a science fiction novel because it's actually taking us to this idea of looking at uh, having touch screens and TV screens all around the place and big, big brothers watching us all the time. But that's exactly the reality that we have, right? So, when we're talking about this whole unit, we're talking about attitude of the workplace, right? And uh, my attitude of the workplace is supposed to be pleasant, right? Whether it's online or offline, right? Yeah, and normally uh, before the lockdown, uh, only some people had the option of going online. But after the lockdown, more and more people are getting online, right? And that includes people who are music teachers and dance teachers, though it's not even a good idea for a music teacher and dance teacher to have their classes online, right? Yeah, and what happens with the dancers, right? What happens to the performers, right? Yeah, and what happens to the artifice, okay? The artificial kind of presentation that you have on the video uh, or on internet communication, right? Yeah, so that's again something that's very artificial, right? And when we're talking about the idea of uh, attitude, right? How do we take this up, right? So some people have a really good attitude to it and they also have a lot of more technological devices which facilitates this kind of working online, right? So if you watch music uh, videos, you have different kinds of microphones which are very uh, amenable to your musical instrument and to your voice, right? So you find people using them all the time and they connect to your mobile phone, etc. And they take very good shots and this, they also serve uh, uh, electronic devices like some kinds of cameras which also are video cameras and they snap a very good video of you making your presentation on okay as if it's a stage right now uh, what happens to audience all those kind of things have to be thought, thought about okay and of course it's not a problem here because when we're talking about the workplace we're talking about this idea of officialdom we're talking about bureaucracy we're talking about uh, putting up with other people right uh, having a kind of a plan of action right and uh, these are things that we have to talk about right and when we talk about the workplace we're talking about our attitude right the work workplace might just suck right and uh, that's why the workplace and the family are different right so a workplace is not the family right and even if you have a family business you're not supposed to get out your uh, family problems into the work environment right and you there are many people who have family businesses and sometimes they don't know how to keep a line between the private and the public because the family is the family business and the family uh, don't really uh, see that they are separate units right yeah and that's a huge amount of a problem right and uh, I, I think one of the most important things to learn and it's not it's not that we can 
just learn it as an idea and put it into our lives. It has to be experienced because many people think uh, or take the workplace to be uh, a kind of home setting, right? Which actually is some kind of a untruth about ourselves, right? And it's only when you have a crisis that you will think about the workplace as not a home, right? And then you might say that, well, I thought this was like a home and it's not really like a home, right? Yeah, so it's a workplace and you can't say that they function like a family because you can't function like a family, right? Because in the family, there is no question of justice, right? Yeah, and everything has to be bargained about. There are no laws which are uh, like the contract that you sign with the family, right? Though you might have a marriage contract, right? Yeah, which is one thing. Uh, that marriage contract is again, how do you put it into practice, right? How do you say that this is what a marriage is, right? So that's a very, very minimal kind of contract. And of course, in the job contract, it's again minimal in as much as it says that you have to work so many hours a day, right? And this is the kind of job you do. When we don't have this kind of job, then it's your business to leave the company and go away. And you're getting a pay, right? Which you don't get in the family, right? So we have to, we have to make this kind of constant distinction between the two. And if you're going back to the SWOT analysis, right? Uh, when we're talking about setting up our own family business, this is a problem that you have to talk about, right? And uh, I have a friend of mine who had a family, who has a family business, right? And the workplace and his house were just down the road, right? And some of it was really disgusting, at least for me as an outsider and as a friend of the the family and uh, the person concerned, right? Yeah, it was disgusting in as much as the workers came to know the family fights, right? They use the family fights to advance themselves, right? So all those kind of things happen, right? And uh, one has to have a lot of fortitude and a lot of patience to see that the family business or the family feuds don't become a part of the workplace, right? Yeah? And that kind of model, I mean, I am not at all happy about, right? Though you have a lot of family businesses in India, Right? So normally when you have the big corporations, uh, the family are probably the, uh, the benefactors, the directors, the trustees, they don't really come and interfere with the working of the organization. Right? So that's a kind of distance that they maintain. They get the profits, they get the shares, they might even have to sign, they might also be uh, instrumental in taking up a very high level decision. Right? All those things are true. But when we talk about actual working of the company, it is given to the CEO, it's given to a manager, it's given to all those kind of things, and the family moves away, except maybe one person who is actually uh, the works manager or uh, one of the uh, uh, directing partners or whatever that is called, right? Yeah. So uh, yes. So for us, what analysis? When we are looking at strengths, weaknesses. How do we look at a family business, right? So, uh, what are the strengths of a family business? You can work over time, right? Okay, that's a strength, but that's linked up with a weakness that is, uh, you might not produce stuff that is good enough, right? Because if you work for more than eight hours a day, uh, your productivity reduces, 
right? So I don't buy all this that, you know, this person works for so many hours a day, right? Yeah, 24 hours a day, okay? Well, that's in, that's in a time of crisis. I can work for all these hours. I don't sleep for two or three days because maybe I have to uh, uh, get my uh, income tax paid or, yeah, so the closing of the year. Many people do that at that point of time because the work is immense and you have to get the deadline is set and you have to get it done, right? So you might have a deadline where you have to not sleep for two days, right? But as a rule, you can't do that, right? You have to get your eight hours of sleep, otherwise you can't be productive, right? And if you keep working for more than eight hours, it's not productive, right? Even this one hour, 20 minute lecture, I've already complained about it and I said that, well, it should be about 40 minutes after that, the human span of concentration goes down, right? And uh, it might be for some people who have a lot of practice in concentrating for an hour, then it's a different story. But most of us don't have such a long uh, kind of uh, focus and attention, right? So you might like to think about all these issues, right? And these are what we call uh, strengths. You might have a family business. So, well, if I uh, I don't have to report to anybody, I'm the boss, all that kind of thing, right? But then the question is, if your family gets involved in the business and there's no distinction between the home life and the family life, then that's a big problem and a big kind of threat to your organization, right? In fact, I have another friend of mine who's a businessman, right? And he wanted his wife to get into the family business. And his wife said, sorry, I'm not interested, right? For one simple reason, right? Uh, that is, when we go and have a family get together, they're only talking business, right? So, what what is your family, right? Is your family just a business, right? And is your family only, does your family have nothing else, nothing else of importance to talk about, right? Yeah, so uh, this is something that has to be thought about, right? And... Uh, uh, when we have a lot of movies, you have Godfather, okay, and you have a lot of movies called the Dynasts, right, and you have Dynasties and all these kind of things, right. Of course, we are uh, in India. We have almost all the all the political families who have a dynastic kind of rule, right? Yeah, and it's not only in India. It's also in Sri Lanka. It's also in Myanmar. It's also in Pakistan. It's also in Bangladesh, right? So this is supposed to be a Southeast Asian kind of phenomenon, right? So you might like to think about it, right? And uh, it's not a good idea because the question is, we have to have a private life, right? And we have to also function in other ways. We are not only functioning as business people, right? Yeah, we have to have a sports life, right? And that's again where uh, the organization like Google and all those kind of things where you get your chocolate bars and you have your your gym and you have your swimming pool in the in the office premises, right? That's when you're trying to uh, actually exploit because you're giving all these facilities so that people can stay and work longer hours, right? Yeah, and uh, that's again a problem because it means that uh, you're also limiting people and the movement of people, right? And this is a big issue that is coming up today because when we're talking about all these online lectures, etc., is somebody surveying us, right? 
with the mobile, with the online lecture, with all these online meetings, right? How much of it is being surveyed? How much is somebody keeping a track of all of us, right? And that's a problem that we have in George Orwell's 1984, right? And this is an important thing to think about, right? Because what happens over here is we have an online meeting, right? Somebody keeps a track of us, right? Now, if somebody gets into it, they can find out uh, in an organization, they can find out who's doing what, right? And of course, we know about this uh, China story, which Indian Express exposed, where you have some company in China getting all the material of private individuals, uh, political individuals across party lines so that they can actually control the whole situation, right? Yeah, so that's not something from science fiction, that's something that's real, right? So what happens when we have a Google Meet or a, a Microsoft Teams Meet, right? How much of it is recorded, right? Okay, and how much of it is kept, okay? And how do people monitor whoever is there, right? So can somebody monitor when we uh, do a Google search or do any of these kind of searches, right? Uh, you uh, might have experiences yourself, right? That suddenly people come and uh, the Google search throws up a lot of solutions, right? Yeah. Okay, I remember I was going to the States, so I, uh, I keyed into uh, looking for some uh, different kind of areas, right? And what was interesting is I suddenly got a lot of people talking about areas, right? I was looking for accommodation abroad, right? And then you, got, you get a whole lot of people who uh, keep uh, saying that use this, use this hotel rooms and all sorts of things keep coming up, right? So that means we are all being surveyed, right? And that's of course something that's a problem in a, in a world and we have to think about it, right? How do we get out of these problems, right? Yeah, the simple solution or not so simple solution is to switch off your internet, right? Switch off your mobile and move out, right? And that might be of one of the ways of finding some kind of privacy, right? Okay, so uh, that's not a good uh, idea because everything is online and everything is on the laptop, right? And uh, your, pho your photograph, your face is also taken and uh, all these uh, instruments can also make mistakes. Like there's a big case of somebody who looks like somebody else, right? And uh, the person gets a notice and this is not a fake thing, this is a real thing and a very troubling kind of story, right? Because somebody looks like her is the messages are picked up, right? By the, the laptop she uses or whatever that is and is kept somewhere, right? And then somebody finds that she's attend somebody who looks like her has attended some meeting in another place, right? And then they say, uh, thank you for attending the meeting, etc., etc. Right? I ha I had a similar problem. Right? It's not that I used my credit card or anything of the sort. I just happened to take my uh, phone, and probably the the Google was on or the Chrome was on. Right? And I didn't pay the bill. My friend paid for the for the coffee and the cake that we had. Right? And uh, I went home, and I I was wondering how these people sent me a message and asked me how was your experience at this uh, restaurant, right? 
I said, well, this is really strange because I've not even uh, done anything. I've not even made a phone call from there. One, I've not paid by my credit card or anything over there. But how do they know that I was there, right? Now that's something that is a problem, right? Which we have to deal with or an issue that we have to deal with, right? Uh, and when we're talking about the strengths, weaknesses, uh, the opportunities and the threats, right? Now, if somebody wants to take somebody away from the organization, uh, they've got all the facilities available, right? And of course, we know with the Riya Chakravarti case, and we know also with the credit cards, right, that people have access to our data, right, and to our addresses and to our phone numbers, right? Like if you have a credit card, and this is not now, it's about uh, almost 10 years ago, right? I get I got offers from hundreds of other people and they're offering to pay off whatever I have uh, I owe to one company right and uh, one bank whatever that is right and then they, they would come in and they would give you a discount etc etc right now this is something that is what you call a threat right uh, today we've seen the threat that China is online right but the question is, what about the other data, right? What about the other data, which is not what is to do with uh, the idea of military warplanes or military uh, structure or political structures, right? But uh, for a common person, if uh, any of these kind of people are gathering data, right? What do you like? And that's what we do because we are online and we use all these kind of websites, right? So what happens to the data that they collect, right? What happens to the data that is used, right? And that means we are already being, always being surveyed, right? That means you can take my educational qualifications and you can use them and you can ask me to join your organization. We talked about this yesterday or day before, right? Yeah, so this is something that is a threat, right? It might be an opportunity for an individual, right? But it's definitely a threat for a company because what happens over here is uh, uh, my uh, my workers or the people who are working for the organization have a way of going out, right? And these people might take away the best people from the organization and the organization might suffer very badly, right? Because in some lines you don't get people, right? And people are, have all the knowledge about uh, one particular product or one particular uh, item that your company is making. Yeah? Whether it's a software company or a paper manufacturing company, you have what you call trade secrets, right? Which uh, are not supposed to be revealed by the employee, right? Even after they leave the organization, right? Which of course in India uh, and maybe in the rest of the world, many people don't even care about. Right? We talked about Niraj Choudhury uh, yesterday, right? Of course, we don't have people like that, right? Uh, people of such integrity, right? There's a story about, uh, a true story about a man called President Nixon, right? And uh, somebody phoned up a very high official, right, from the government and not when Nixon was the president, right? Yeah, he was a senator or something somewhere. Right? And the, the House 
the person who is in charge of the house, right? Some kind of an official housemate, very, very high position, very highly paid. Uh, somebody called up, she picked up the phone, and uh, this was, yeah, the president called up, right? And Nixon was uh, some ordinary person, right? Uh, not ordinary, uh, it's maybe a senator or some, uh, something to do with the state, right? Yeah? And he said, well, I'm the president, so she, uh, she said, I'm sorry, sir, but Mr. Nixon is sleeping, right? And I cannot disturb him. Uh, when he gets up, I will let him know that you have called, you can leave your credentials with me, right? Yeah? Now, if we have that kind of integrity, that's fine, right? Because we are, uh, uh, yesterday we talked about it, yeah? Uh, if somebody offers us a better job, we can't leave the organization and take the secrets of this organization there, because that's, uh, uh, so when you work in India, this is something that you have to be aware of because we are talking about people and human beings and this kind of integrity, uh, though we sign a contract, right, many people don't have that kind of integrity, right, yeah, so uh, a lot of, lot of data can be leaked, right, in uh, the world that we are living in, right, uh, and there are confidential jobs also which, uh, like the Aadhaar card, right, that, that's something that is really a problem. And the idea of security leaks, we're talking about national security leaks, what about the Aadhaar card, right? Because you've got your, uh, your uh, biometrics, right, which they have, right? So what happens if China gets the biometrics, right? So can you imagine, or oh, I'm sorry I talk like a science fiction person, right? But this is not science fiction, this is a reality and this is really problematic, right? Because everybody knows that the Aadhaar card is not at all reliable, right? And the security and the privacy is a problem. But in spite of that, in spite of all the objections raised, the government has made it mandatory, right? Yeah, so in fact, when I went around getting the Aadhaar card, I didn't want to get it. I waited and waited and waited till they made it impossible for me not to have an Aadhaar card, right? Yeah, and uh, I went to the ward office here and I applied for it, right? We had to. We had to go at least at 6 o'clock in the morning because there was a queue and all those kind of uh, uh, useless kind of uh, issues that the government creates, right? So we waited and waited and then we got the, uh, the, uh, the number or whatever that identification is. They gave us a receipt, right? And when I looked for it, they said, uh, register with uh, a, a registered agency, right? or give your details to a registered agency. And I went to the government thing, and the government, yeah, so uh, that's as frightful as it gets, right? And this happened twice, right? And the third time I went to a bank because uh, some people had uh, gone to a bank and they found that the bank uh, did it for you without waiting. So I went to a bank and then they said, your hands are wet, right? So we can't get an imprint of your fingerprints, right? So that's the third time I tried, and then of course I tried in Pune, and that happened in a day, right? Yeah, so uh, so, th so that's as frightful as it is, right? And uh, what happens if somebody takes the data and decamps with it, right? Because your fingerprints and your iris data can be used for murders, right? Yeah, you can find out if somebody has come and touch something, right? So these are very sensitive issues, right? 
and when we are talking about threats, we have to be very careful about all this, right? Especially because it's not only in India. This is this is human nature, and this is something that human beings have always kept doing, right? You always have criminals, right? You ha always have people who uh, want to use uh, confidential material for other purposes, right? And that's not new. You just have to read Agatha Christie and uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, right? You watch Alfred Hitchcock's movies. You know, uh, read Agatha Christie, and then you can see that these things are not strange or funny, right? Because uh, the human being hasn't changed very much. Right? So, uh, as art students, when we are talking about what is a threat, right? Uh, of course, we trust people, or we are supposed to trust people, or we are supposed to be Platonic and believe in what Plato says, because Plato says, well, uh, human beings are good, right? Whatever they do is because they are ignorant, right? If I murder somebody, right? And that's also the Buddhist kind of position, right? Yeah. So the idea of uh, thinking that somebody is bad or somebody is corrupt and all those kind of things is uh, from, from the idea of Buddhism and Plato, people are normally good, right? Yeah. And we trust people because we assume that they're normally good, right? And in spite of that, all these things keep happening, right? And of course, Plato would say that they're ignorant, right? Yeah. And uh, Buddha would talk about purifying, going back into your past lives and purifying yourself, right? So that's of course uh, the downside of Buddhism also and people have a problem with that because uh, if Buddha is an atheist and if you believe you're actually uh, dealing with this idea of uh, a rational kind of uh, philosophy, a rational kind of medic meditation, then how can you talk about this previous birth and after birth and all those kind of things, right? Yeah, so that's something else you might like to think about. But what's important is when we're talking about data and we have got a threat of data all the time, right? And it's very easy to take the data from, from an organization and take it away, right? And that's why you have pen drives which are checked, right? And you have uh, laptops which are checked, right? And so if you take your own laptop into the organization, you might have it checked. But that's not good enough. You can. There's so many ways of getting into uh, other people's material, right? And the hackers do a good job, right? So a threat today, when we're talking about the internet, right? We're talking about hacking, right? Yeah. And if the the prime minister's uh, website or something was hacked, right? Or hacked into, then what happens to ordinary people like you and me? Of course, we're not so important. So nobody's going to hack us, our stuff, right? But people do, right? Yeah. So you, you, uh, they hack for money. They hack for online transactions. So all those things become very problematic, right? And of course, we are talking about a digital India and a digital world, right? And if we have got such bad security, right? And uh, the people like the president and the prime minister's uh, data is hacked. Right? So what happens to ordinary people? Right? So when we talk about threats and opportunities, right, we might find that the internet gives us a lot of opportunities. Right? That is, uh, we find jobs on the internet. Right? We can apply online. 
and we have an interview online, all these kinds of things are there. Right? So you might like to think about how do we deal with this SWOT analysis in the present world where everything or most things are going online. Right? So you might like to think about it and talk about it. I hope I've not exceeded the time. Uh, it's 11.18 by my uh, computer. Is that okay? Right? Uh, can I, uh, do I have to stop? Yeah. Do I have to stop? Well, is everybody already left? And only do I have pictures over here. Right? Okay, so then we stop and uh,